0: Welcome back. Season two, 2024. I'm Ella Money Cook. I'm Kiara Figueroa. And this is Ruby
1: Figueroa. (laughs) (laughs) And we're excited. We're now in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, we are. Which if you didn't know before, we were both in California Mm -hmm. and we have moved our lives to acquire a boring business. Yes. And on this journey, we want to really just be authentic with everything we go through and everything that we learn along the way and bringing some cool experts on to share their wisdom.
0: Totally. Um, And just, you know, speaking of sharing our journey, very humbling experience. I transparently went through a breakup, was at my mom's house for the last few months. We shared a bed at one point when you came to visit. So very humbling Happy to be here. Yes, growth in the new Deal Diary HQ. Yeah. Um, We've
1: we've come (laughs) a
0: Indeed we have. I'm very proud of us. Yes. And I think, you know, this being the first episode of season two, we really wanted to start with like, how do you even go about finding a business? Mm -hmm. Just starting out, what do you do? Um, This is even before you start broker relationships, Mm -hmm. before... Before anything, like how do you leverage the internet or what's out there to even begin your search?
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting because obviously some people can come across acquisitions off market, which we have spoken about. But I think every person in our community really starts with BizBuySell. Yes. BizQuest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And NetLoop. Yep. LoopNet. LoopNet. <laughs> jesus can't get that one right and they're like the three fundamentally recession-proof businesses there are some marketing agencies but most of the time we're looking at you know laundry mats car washes boring service-based businesses Mm -hmm. that's what we're looking at there's a lot of other i don't want to say bullshit but a lot of noise on these websites. Yep. And so Kiara and I just want to walk you through just like what we learned the hard way.
0: Yeah. I think... How you can really leverage these websites to work for you is one setting up your notifications. Yeah. Um, I think when we were talking about it earlier, being really strategic with that. So not putting too many filters where you're never getting any deal notifications, but not putting being too loose where you're getting notifications like every 30 minutes. No one wants that. So I think that cash flow, of course, is a filter you're gonna want to put on industry, but not being so st- too too strict with industry but making sure that we know we don't want any restaurants we don't want any franchises or dry cleaners so making sure those are unchecked
1: yeah and then I think like from there it's really about making sure you have a good strategy when it comes to assessing a listing so I think there's some brokers who will just throw up anything And you can't let that deter you either. Yeah, I agree. Because you just never know when there's a gem. So you have to be optimistic, but at the same time, pessimistic. So Cautious. Yeah. And so I think with that, it's really about just assessing, like, am I doing this to just gain experience and industry knowledge? Or is this a deal that I'm really serious about? Yeah. Because those two things are very, like, two different strategies. Yeah. And so therefore, when we look at something, our ultimate approach is to make sure it fills up, like it it completes our deal box wholly. And Kiara and I have gotten good at like, you know, even though we're living in the same house, we'll slack each other. <laughs> and we'll be like, hey, like I'm looking at like these seven listings, give me a thumbs up on the ones that yep. you're happy with. Because ultimately we want to make sure that we're both aligned with the business that we acquire. Obviously that's a part of like, buying a business as a team yep and so i think with that if you do have external partners it's really getting clear on your deal box which are just like the parameters of which you want to uh buy a business so cash flow being one location being another and industry if you haven't watched this episode we did do one in season one that's i think it's episode two all around your deal requirements
0: but then from there
1: i think like Looking at businesses can be really fun.
0: I think it's exciting, especially to your point, like how we slack each other. Mm -hmm. I get excited when I'm like, okay, here's my list. Like, what do you think? This is what I found. I think that's also what's really helpful too. I mean, it does take time. So, you know, you and I have blocked off our calendars like twice a week to spend time to make sure we've looked at a minimum of 25 different listings And then if we agree on it, then it goes in our deal pipeline and then we begin our outreach. So... Yeah. And then when
1: it comes to outreach, Kiara and I were just reflecting that we don't do the best job at giving a good blurb and like really customizing it to that broker. I think that you should have a template that you copy and paste in. As we said, we don't love the like old school dinosaur websites that they are. Right. But... I then take it the next step further now, and if I can, I'll try and find that person's LinkedIn profile, and then enrich that person's profile to get their verified email address, and then I'll have a nice templated outreach that goes over our deal requirements and then attach our SBA pre-qualification. Yeah. And that's really a way to put your best foot foot forward with yeah. any listing.
0: Now, for people that don't know of like messaging, what are you talking about? That is the, on the listing, there's like a little box on the right-hand side. So it's like, if you want further information, name, contact, email, and then you put this little blurb in. Yeah. So on top of enriching the email and all that amazing stuff that you do, I think it's also like the follow-up i would say like 80 percent of the time you don't get the nda just by filling that out that little box so it's like okay 24 hours later call them if they don't answer then email them then you know the following day call again Um, yeah
1: and with that calling just make sure that if you're getting a generic phone number that doesn't actually work with their like location of where they are click on that broker's little head and it'll (laughs) take you yeah and it'll take you to a new listing page and then that'll give you their actual direct phone number it's the weirdest thing yeah but just make sure if you're not hearing from that person click into that person's like listing profile yeah and then that's another thing like before you even call that person when you click on there you'll see all the other listings that they have available
0: Yes. Yes, you will. It's like, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of going off of that too is aside from just like looking and and window shopping for businesses, if you will, understanding how you can navigate the website to work for you even further. Mm -hmm. So one seeing okay, for Arizona, I'm constantly seeing these same brokers or these same brokerages Mm -hmm. popping up and making a note of them. Who works where Um, how many listings do they have? What industries are they selling the most? Because if it's aligning with your industry that is in your deal parameters, you're going to want to talk to that broker and you're going to want to make friends. So it really helps you really navigate and more efficiently who you want to talk to, why you want to talk to them and build out your networking list.
1: Yeah. And I think like with that, we do a really good job at being very consistent and then being like okay like we're gonna dead this out yeah because like there's no point on like keep on trying but I will say that brokers are so busy
0: we saw that firsthand today
1: and so super old school so if you're going for this like recession essential business keep in Mm -hmm. mind that they don't really care until you go and shake their hand. Yep. You build rapport. You put in that work. You put in those hours. And then what? it all gets
0: easier from there. Yeah. I think that's one thing that was my biggest like aha moment since moving here yeah. is yes, we were forced to do all these virtual calls, whether it was Zoom, but they were mostly phone calls because to your point, they're all old school. Yeah. But all of the ones that we've met in person, we've built such good relationships with them in such a short period of time going forward like i'm going to push for an in-person meeting i'm not even going to like offer the zoom offer a phone call no let me come meet you or do you want to go for coffee yeah
1: and it's like it's really nice to have this even though they're not a part of your deal team like our broker that you know is our you know favorite person Vinny. we literally will send him even other brokers listings because we trust his opinion so much. Mm-hmm. So they become like, you know, really people that want to see you win. Yeah. And I think especially us being like young, very ambitious females and you know, these old school guys are like,
0: good on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted not every broker is going to do that, no. but I do love that Benny offers that support to us because he's also thinking about it selfishly from a business mindset. Like, even but we he wouldn't have even shared that he would be willing to help us invest in a business as long as he was hands off unless we had the initial meeting followed up had another meeting so i think that's really important too. like
1: that is so powerful we've only met this broker twice and he's offered to put capital into a deal.
0: Like, like if he sees the value, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so coming back onto our you know, our listing hunt, I think they're our biggest key takeaways, but if you want to take this whole thing to the next level, it's really about making sure you have all of your ducks in a row. Yeah. Because it's all well and good to go out and look at listings at the start, but then it's like, okay, if I'm really serious about doing this acquisition, like do I have my deal team? am I ready with my funds do I need an external investor and being really transparent
0: do I have my LLC my SBA approval to show like no I'm pre-approved like just like little details like that I think that allows us to show brokers like no we're serious like whatever you want I can email at the end of this meeting Mm -hmm. but what else do you have in that your Rolodex what other deals that are not listed on biz buy sell show me those
1: hundred percent and then if you're one of those entrepreneurs that are more interested in like the online (coughs) and the tech space acquire.com and Barney's are my two favorite and then there's another one called quiet life they were actually at Cody Sanchez's live event so it was cool to meet some of them in person so sad I didn't go I know that'll be another one I know but yeah, I really believe in even though we've been doing this, I I want to feel like it's been it's been a while and I think like there is so much resistance you have externally of like just it being such a a long journey ahead. Yeah. That I'm really excited to take everything to the next level this year.
0: Me too. And bring you guys along for the ride.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. In the next episode, we're going to be going through our whole Notion pipeline and really like what that looks like. And we're going to be giving you a free template. We have just launched our video podcast, which is going to be going on our YouTube. Yep. So stay tuned.
0: Yes. And also just like side note, the importance of the Notion is it's the tool that we have built or we're leveraging notion of built our own pipeline mm-hmm. to really manage all this deal flow from our broker networkings from biz buy sell, et cetera. So it's like, great. Now that you have all these businesses, how do you organize them? And that's what we're going to show you.
1: Amazing. Thank you. Toodles.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh.